Hello, uh, and welcome to Front Office Features. My name is uh, Rob Crane. It is good to see you, Chris Valente. Chris, hello. Hello, pal. What's going on? Uh, happy belated uh, Thanksgiving. Happy belated Thanksgiving. It's December 1st. How in the world did that happen? Uh, you know, 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, you just kind of, <laughs> one at a time, you check them off, and all of a sudden, it's December uh, December 1st. It, no, you and I were just discussing, though, this year has been a mind F. It has. And, Think about it. Like, January last year, we didn't know what the hell was going on. It was still full-fledged, shut-down pandemic. Um, I got my vaccine in, like, April, right? So there's no vaccines in the first quarter of the year right first third of the year yeah and no. i got an early one i think you did too uh, you know you got it earlier than me <clears throat> yeah and uh like well, i had no idea what the hell's going on it's no, already this, we're, it's december this year like is it's like i said it's just like it just it messes with your mind because we were all locked down there was no vaccines, like you said, and the vaccine like blitz. Remember, everyone was like trying to get on their phones, like get an appointment, and like it was Absolutely. like. Absolutely, I was doing the same. Ins- I was giving a tour to a potential sponsor who actually ended up signing the deal, um, <laughs> and I had bailed early. And I, I bailed early. I was like, I just got a text saying I could get a vaccine. I'm leaving you. Guys. It was your neighbors or something, right? Didn't they say like you can my, go get a my neighbor? My neighbor yeah. sent me a text saying like, hey, there's some open spots today. So we started like, off so there, yeah. right? Like this whole world was still like shut down we weren't doing anything we're all quarantined no one had vaccines to getting vaccines to like going a million miles an hour once we all can get escape our homes i was talking about i was in the hospital this year with the head issues i could barely even like acupuncture you couldn't move you told my grandmother that i was in the hospital who then eventually passed away because of the news that you told her on the podcast (laughs) i killed your grandmother you killed my grandmother grandmother she couldn't take the news (laughs) no big deal you killed my grandma i mean we'll we'll have to put we'll bury the hatchet at one point (laughs) but extremely rude of you to kill my grandmother in 2020 and it wasn't covid that killed her it was you sorry about that (laughs) i'm so yeah, it's been, and then like, I mean, I went to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii, which feels like a, it felt like a, a weekend getaway because it didn't feel like it, it's just, everything happened so fast this year. You changed jobs after after nineteen years in one profession. I've had a record revenue thing with the Fenway Sports. We're buying franchise. Like it's just so much happened in twenty twenty one, and it just went by like it never happened. I just you could never breathe, and you could never stop. I just like I am burnt the f out. I am burnt out. I am burnt out. Twenty twenty one is almost feels harder than twenty twenty. As weird as that sounds. No, come on. No, You're, g- that's ridiculous. No, I'm. I'm. I, at least twenty twenty one was not harder than twenty twenty. No, twenty twenty you went through and you had to renegotiate all your contracts. There was nothing. But then good it was done. Twenty twenty. Uh, no, 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 nothing. There was nothing good about twenty twenty. But then it was done. Like there was nothing. Like that was it. We shut down. We did nothing for like six months. Like we just like up. Oh. No, twenty twenty one is. Uh, oh, it's almost. way better. It's not. No, no. There's no. Not better or worse. I'm saying twenty twenty one was almost like, it was more exhausting. Like 2020 was like you were exhausted. Yeah, I can understand just, that. I got more exhausting. I get it. You I just drank it. all day in 2020. <laughs> like it was like I got and drank. You do make your own wine in 2020. I got two. I, I got two um, barrels right over there. 
uh, just sitting there. Barrels now? You're doing barrels? Yeah, like, what well, do you got going on over there? Yeah, two, we got we got um, a Barolo and a California cab ready to be actually transferred over to the next phase of it. So yeah, two, we're doing a two. Barolo. I don't even think I've ever heard of that type of wine. It's it's uh it's from it's a Nebbiolo, so it's a uh, um from oh, northern. Gee, you're such a wine snob right now. No, I'm just telling you, it's the name of the brand. Oh, you're brand. using all these fancy words, and I don't know what the hell you're trying to tell me how dumb I am. <laughs> it's from Pied- <laughs> it's from the Piedmont region in Italy. It's very fancy. It's uh, from the Piedmont grape, uh, no, it's a it's a strong it's a strong wine, um, heavy tannins. But anyway, <laughs> such a douche. <laughs> <laughs> so you get no bottles now, so don't forget that. <laughs> Absolutely no bottles for you. Um, but yeah, no, twenty twenty one was has been a weird. It's a weird year. I mean, the Red Sox were supposed to start zero and three. We were supposed to stink. There was no one in the stands. There was like five thousand people there. Two months later, the place is packed. Three months later, we're in the playoffs, going to like ALCS. having bla- you and I are hanging out a playoff game. We're in the ALCS, two wins away from the like. It was a crazy year, like, and it was just no break. It was just go 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 because everyone was like back and like there was everyone wanted to be back, and it's just like okay, wow, it's December first, and what the hell just happened? Like my head's still spinning from this year. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a nuts year. I, I definitely knew the burnt out feeling. I had it in august and then i took two weeks off before i went from uh the Wu Sox to top golf and the rejuvenation that a new job gives you kind of like bur- takes that burnt out feeling away but i definitely you know i took wednesday through uh you know uh, the rest of the week off for thanksgiving and i'm taking the time off between the end of the year and christmas because you, you, uh, you just kind of need to do it how was it your opening day and then I was at your final game ever. Like, it, there's so much happened. Like, like you opened <laughs> the ballpark. Like, it's just Number like three. It's just crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's been a very odd year. So everyone out there, just somehow try and get that. And there was break no that, jobs, and then there's like a billion. Jobs. There's a billion jobs. Everyone quit. Everyone left. Everyone's gone. Everyone's moving around. Everyone's changing careers. A la you. Everyone's like just moving the Great Resignation, as they called it, because everyone was like, you know what? I assessed my life during the pandemic. Adios. Time to move on. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a whirlwind, man. It's, it's we still got a month left, you and know, we st- who the hell knows? Yeah, who the hell knows what's gonna his next month? We still got a long long ways to go. So hopefully this Omicron thing just goes away. Omicron, what it sounds like a fucking transformer. It can go to hell. <laughs> it does. It does. It sounds like a transformer. <laughs> like I'm not worried about Omicron. We got enough to worry about. It's not Omicron. No, fingers crossed. That's uh, that's the that's the case. That is. I got my booster today. So what the hell? Like, how many more shots? I got my booster tomorrow. Yeah. So like, you know what? Come on, Omicron, bring it on. I got three shots. I'm not worried. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, the third shots. Got to get them right. Got to get the booster. Got to get get boosted. Got to get the booster. Got to get get the first one. If you haven't got the first one, my 5G isn't working though. I don't know what's up with that. I I was I was promised. You have first world problems right now. There's no. people living in the Sahara Desert. I was promised 5G with all these vaccines, and then there's, it's just not it's just not happening. Like so, anyway, um, terrible dad joke. But <laughs> uh, a lot has happened since the, you and I last had a podcast. Yes, like uh, the Red Sox own the Penguins. Well, not the Red Sox. No, but- the Red Sox. The F- FSG owns uh, now owns the Pittsburgh Penguins, an NHL team, to put it under the umbrella of Roush Fenway Racing, the Boston Red Sox, Liverpool, Nesson, Nesson, Music Hall, Music Hall, 
uh, everything cool. up. Yeah. So huge so news. about it. Huge news. And it, so, yeah, I posted, and we were talking about how make social media makes no sense to me. It's kind of like a joke. I posted three emoji penguins on my LinkedIn that as the news broke that we, when we announced that it was happening, I, you and I have been talking about it for a while. I kept it under wraps. Good job. Keep it under wraps. Not, I don't, not spilling the beans. Um, Say nothing to nobody. Yeah, we've been in, in this. And I, I haven't hid this either on this podcast. We've been in acquisition mode for a while, ever since that Redbird Capital $750 million raise, where FSG is just looking to continue to expand and grow and acquire new new franchises. And the uh, NHL has been a longtime target, specifically of our president, CEO, Sam Kennedy, loves, loves hockey. Uh, and when this became... Uh, an opportunity to 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 happen. It it moved. It happened quick. When I say quick, from a, fran- a, a a franchise sale, it was like three months from like start That's to finish. Incredible, right? It went really. It was like hyperdrive fast. Again, twenty twenty one. Just boom. Oh, yep. Uh, how you doing? How you doing? Up. Oh, we're gonna buy your team. All right. See you later. Like what? <laughs> yeah. How much? How much? Got. Thanks. See ya. So we have a. We do have a group. At, at FSM, at my organization, that is in charge of all of this now. That's it's literally I don't even I forget the name of it. It's like special projects, and it's there's um, it's head up by two people, and then there's a there's a younger group of analysts who came in recently in the past year, who their whole job is to assess opportunities of franchises and their valuations and determine what we're going to make as an offer, right? So, Penguins things for sale, and the Penguins I guess have been quietly for sale for about five or six years. They've had an, they've had a they've had a bank looking around and, and Mario and Burkle the, the the owner have been looking to like cash out and just from a brand perspective of the Penguins and the history and, and their market it 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 does align well with Fenway Sports right you watch who you mentioned the Red Sox and Fenway we didn't buy like I'm not going to disparage a team specifically but it, it's a good brand that goes well in that logo stratosphere of Fenway um, so the the deal is not officially closed. Because the NHL Board of Governors still has to vote on it. Isn't the head of the governors uh, the guy who owns Jacobs? The- yes, the Bruins. So this yeah, is the, right. so this is the crazy part. So we own Nesson, who broadcasts the Bruins. Yeah. So our employees of Nesson also work for the Bruins because the Bruins own twenty percent of Nesson, and now FSG owns the Penguins. So when the Penguins play the Bruins on Nesson. <laughs> <laughs> the employees are working for both teams in some sort of weird capacity, but the home of, yeah. So anyway, but we don't own the Bruins, um, but the employees of Nesson will be working under that. It's very odd, but whatever. Um, so yeah, so now Pittsburgh Penguins are now in the family. Uh, well, will be in the family. I don't imagine the NHL is not going to approve it. We, I doubt we would have sent out all these press releases and made all these yeah. announcements if the NHL wasn't going oh, to approve nope, it. Psych, see ya. <laughs> um, and the Penguins ownership group is extremely motivated to get it done. Mario is sticking around, uh, so he will be part of the organization moving forward, which is great, right? Because you always want yeah. someone like him and his stature in Pittsburgh to, to be part of it. But it's going to be exciting. So from, from our perspective, we'll lend our FSG expertise to help them grow, but the Penguins are an extremely well-run franchise. They're been they had a sellout streak, I think of like 650 games that just ended. And it's an interesting it's an interesting acquisition compared to the other FSG acquisitions. So to break it down, when John Henry and and, and team bought the Red Sox in Fenway Park in 2001ish 2000 
two or two, two or yeah, one, two, yeah, two, three, something like that. That was obviously a, a historic brand, but they were at the time kind of like just completely mismanaged. The, the Red Sox revenues were not great. The ballpark needed to be put back together, and he bought it low, right? He got the whole thing for $900 million. He got Nesson, the Red Sox, and Fenway Park. So kind of like a d- distressed piece of property that he then obviously transformed and the group transformed into this massive revenue stream and won four World Series in the last 20 years. And then Liverpool, when we purchased that, that was a situation where Tom Hicks, the owner of the Rangers back, who gave the A-Rod that crazy contract at the time, owned Liverpool and he needed to get out and he sold, I think it was like $300 million at the yeah, time. super cheap. It was 400, I think. It's 400 million, either now worth $2.678 billion, but a historic brand with a similar type stadium that needed upkeep and renovations in which we've done. But you were buying these two historic franchises that just needed rejuvenation. The Penguins are a little bit of in a rebuild mode, but they're not in like a... De- they're not in financial distress, right? So yeah, right. we didn't necessarily what you call buy the Penguins cheap. Um, probably paid a premium, which has been opposite of what we've done to date as FSG. So very fascinating stuff as we now have hockey in our portfolio to sell as well. So my life <laughs> is... So how does your life change? Anything? Yeah, no, it'll it'll change in that the, we don't... Everyone's always like, oh, what do you do in the... Because everyone associates us with the Red Sox. Yeah. In off season. We never really have an off season because Liverpool then kicks on and now Nesson was always going with the Bruins, but now more than ever we'll have a hockey team that's gonna be going once the baseball season ends. So I have no off season at any stretch of the imagination. Um never really did, but now even less. And then there's also we've made it no secret. I think we even said it in some of the interviews in our ownership. They want to buy an NBA team too. Um so Crazy. There's the, the the stuff got leaked that we had talked to MLSE before we made the Penguins acquisition about buying MLSE, which would have been the Raptors and the Maple Leafs, which got us two for one at that point. So we are in full on acquisition mode, which is great, um, but also just a lot, a lot, a lot going on all the time. It's incredible. Um, so I was, you know this, I think. Uh, I was born in Pittsburgh. Right? I do so, know that. Uh, yep. So, but uh, all. So I was born in Pittsburgh. My first love were the Pirates, the Penguins, and the Steelers. And the Penguins, probably even more so than any of the other two. I, um, so I grew up in Pittsburgh in the late, you know, I, I, was, you know, I turned 40 here in December. Big month, big month. Um, and so I was a kid, eight, nine years old. You know, in the late 80s and, you know, uh, early 90s. And the Penguins were just starting to be really good. Yager. drafted Lemieux in like 86, I want to say. 80, somewhere around there. 86, 87. And so Lemieux started coming up. And if Mario Lemieux walked into a room and I was in that room, I might pass out. Like, he is that uh, one great athlete of your childhood that you'd be starstruck by. You know, I've seen, you know, you've been in the business forever. I have to, like, you, the athletes, like, don't matter anymore, right? They're just other people that, you know, go on their day. They're just really good at export. Yep. 
Marlon yep. Me walks in the door, I'm fanboy, right? Like that was my guy as a kid and uh, total childhood hero. So, um, and uh, the Penguins have a special place in my heart. As a kid, I played hockey, right? And uh, so I was playing hockey, and after practice one day, uh, they put all the kids' names in a hat, and they draw out one kid's name and says, uh, whoever I draw out of this hat is going to go at the time, the Civic Arena, and skate between periods and take a one-on-one shot against another kid your same age from a different town, city, whatever in Pittsburgh, and uh, you get two tickets, you know, tickets to the game and all that good stuff and have fun. Who they draw? Little Robbie Crane hmm. from Freedom, Pennsylvania. And uh, so we go to the Penguins game. And uh, they have you dress like a full uniform, the whole thing, uh, you know, my uniform, uh, in like a little side locker room when the, all the players are kind of coming out. Then I think it was between the first, I, I forget what period it was. Between, uh, obviously, there's only two options between the first or second, and second and third. And uh, you go out to center ice, they drop a puck, and they say, go take a shot against that kid, and they announce your name and the whole thing. And uh, so I'm like, I don't know, eight, nine years old, squirts. I was in squirts, well, however old you are yeah. when you play squirts. Yeah. And uh, took a shot, shot and scored. Scored! I remember, I, place I go, place I, go crazy? Place went nuts. And uh, that was a great memory. I remember my mom somehow got down behind the um, the goal and they used to have the video cameras that sat on your shoulders mm-hmm. that had a VHS tape that went in there and she had my grandmother had one of them and she got that and she videotaped it and then you could see her jumping up and down <laughs> with the uh, you still have the video? The video exists. I have to ask my mother about it. I'll. Uh, you gotta make sure that gets digitally like copied over. I have to, but yeah. So yeah, little little Robbie Crane, shoot score from and uh, yeah. So I have uh, I have great memories from uh, uh, the Civic Arena, and uh, count. I went to countless games when I was a kid. We went to games all the time. Do you see they announced uh, today the the Pittsburgh Black with the the Pittsburgh. Going diagonal. across as diagonal. I it's did co- not see that, but yes. it's coming back. Coming back. It's amazing. FSG, That's- baby. We buy the team, and a week later, they have the, they have the retro uniforms. They're already <laughs> making moves. They uh, Well, their whole uniform now, I feel like, is retro because that was they went through like the diamond penguin. Yeah. That was kind of weird looking in like the maybe early to mid-90s. And then uh, it went back to the skating penguin now, which is obviously the better of the two. But, uh, yeah, man, like that was uh, – I have penguin stuff everywhere. I got uh, in, in my uh, downstairs in my basement. I won as a kid a signed penguins pennant um, that's got Lemieux, Yager, Paul Coffey, um, and all, all, Tom Barrasso, who was the goaltender. Tommy Barrasso, yeah. Back in the day. Um, did you? So I, you must. You did you see the movie Sudden Death? Uh, with with Van Dam, right? With Jean Claude Van Dam, where the hockey game was at Pittsburgh. I remember my parents watching it because it was probably like a '90s movie, right? Oh yeah, yeah, early right. '90s. So yeah. I remember my parents watching it, and I think I was there, but I don't remember sitting like, down. Tom Barrasso like gets hurt, and he like takes him in the locker room. He goes out in the goal as the goalie, and is on the Jean Claude Van Dam is playing goalie. <laughs> 
Yeah, they. Uh, but yeah, I remember going to the Civic Arena uh, a bunch as a kid. Now it's PPG. Yeah. Uh, PPG uh, Paints, of, right? Yeah, and uh, one of our great guests, Jackie Tipton. Jack I was just going to say that. Little Jackie Jack, Tipton, full circle. Here we go. Full circle. Jack Tipton uh, is the v- VP of Partnership. So I'm sure you'll have some interactions with him. So he copied my uh, LinkedIn post. I saw that. Today. He posted three emojis. I don't know if it got the same amount of traction, but Jack, Mr. LinkedIn, posted the Jack exact. Jack is as high on LinkedIn. Yeah, a he's a LinkedIn guy. He's, he is a LinkedIn guy. He's a LinkedIn guy. He uh, He's there a lot. I haven't talked to him since the. The interview? Since the interview, but that's. That's that's very me on brand. So I um, it's I'm funny. I got tw- I I counted. I got twenty two LinkedIn requests from Pittsburgh Penguin employees the day of the announcement. <laughs> twenty two. Trying to get in good. I was, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh hi everybody. Uh, and a lot of people obviously in partnerships and tickets reached out. Um, I had season ticket holders reach out to me on LinkedIn. From the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, Mary Ellen, she sent me a LinkedIn saying, "Welcome to Pittsburgh. Uh, I work for Duquesne University. If you ever need anything, let me know. We've been season ticket holders. Uh, so yes, very nice lady. Apparently, just wrote a very nice welcome letter. Sits in a section one hundred four, seats one and two, row T, since nineteen seventy nine. Can I tell you one thing? I hate um, lettered rows. I find it very confusing. How far back is row T? You have no uh, idea because yeah. you have to think about it. Yeah, yep, yep. I hear oh, Letter, yeah. Lettered rows suck. They should just be numbers. If you're in row 12, you're 12 rows back. Do you think teams now, do are that? Are you in row J? Do you think teams do that for that exact reason so you won't think about it? Like, oh, that's a bad seat unless it's like obviously We rows. argued about this in Worcester until I my blood pressure went to a billion. Um, it makes no sense to me. And end up, you know, in Worcester, we have numbered letters. Uh, uh, they, not we. Uh, they have numbered letters, uh, numbered numbered letters. Jeez, I mean, numbered rows and numbered seats, which is just less confusing. It is less confusing for sure. Yeah. So anyway, so the, yeah, you're, it's meant to be simple. I <laughs> am in numbers everywhere, right? I am in section twelve, row oh. four, seat uh, seat two. Yeah, right over there. No, my arm just like. The, where the shot was just literally tightened up. I was like, oh, boy. Um, no, it's all good. Everyone, get your boosters. There's no pain. I'm not tired. That's fine. fine. So, yeah, no, it's 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 crazy, man. Like, look, this is – sometimes, like, I talk about going so fast and everything's happening in, like, warp speed, but the stuff that's happening at FSG and the stuff that I get to be part of is I'm very lucky and fortunate because – it's not every organization is doing what we do, which is great. And more things to bring to the table for our partners and more conversations to be had is always a good thing versus going the other way. So it'll be, um, it'll be fun. I love, I love hockey. I loved, I worked course, in hockey. Hockey, I started, I, that's where you started. Yeah. I worked in hockey for nine years. Um, so for me and, oh, we also own part of this deal. I didn't, I didn't think I even told you we own the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. <laughs> so that's right. I forgot they were owned by the the, the penguins. So now I so we own the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, who I know all those guys from back in my AHL days. John um, Stevenson was their main ticket guy, who was a good guy. Do you know Chris uh, Chris Lipsky um, Sipsky? Uh, he was there forever well. too. He was yeah. there forever. Um, Probably if I saw him. 
Yeah, you probably know him if you saw him. But yeah, so now again, everything's full circle with you, Rob. We're, we're, this is all small world. Like we're back in Wilkesbury. Right I guess now. it shows anybody, right? If you're <clears throat> into this business, how small this world is, right? It is finite. It is definitely um, small, and you know, so it's so going back to uh, Thanksgiving, right? So um, I was talking to my father, and. Over Thanksgiving, uh, I was trying to learn. So my, uh, we just said my family's from Pittsburgh. My father's whole family grew up on there. My mother's whole family grew up outside of Pittsburgh. We're, you know, I still have uncles that live in Pittsburgh. So my, I knew nothing about this. My grandfather passed away when I was in seventh grade. Um, so I didn't really know him very well. He had Alzheimer's at the end. But there was always this thing of... Uh, that they had a business called Crane Brothers. And Crane Brothers was this giant uh, river business where they would have, um, they would raise sunken barges on the rivers, right? Three rivers. Um, they would build, you know, bridges. They would do Army Corps of Engineers type stuff. They'd build that kind of stuff. So, like, very industrial type things. But this business was big, and then it kind of all, uh, it all kind of uh, went away, family drama, that kind of stuff. But no matter, I was peppering my dad with questions during uh, after Thanksgiving dinner about all of this. And he said something that really stuck. He said, because my grandfather, you know, ran the business. And it is stuck. And I think this is ultimate advice in general. He said, the only thing in life that you have is your reputation, you know. And uh, he was so concerned about Crane Brothers' reputation as a business and everybody's individual reputation who worked for him. Are they good guys or not? How did they work in this whole thing? Taking it back to this, what's going on in your world and how everything is full circle. It's all about reputation, right? If yep. you have a bad reputation and get a bad reputation in this business, you're screwed. You're screwed. It's so small, you're, you can't hide from it. Because somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows you. I mean, we just played... The game right there. How many people we just named off that we both knew from your time in Wilkes-Barre, Jackie Tip. Like, it's just, it is. It's so small. And yeah, it's, it really is. It's, it's fascinating that this industry in just one fell swoop like that, one transaction, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that girl. I know that girl. You know her. She, and, but you're right. If someone's like, oh, that person stinks, for, guess Ooh. what? Yeah, you always will stink. You always stink. <laughs> Hard, hard to get the stank off once you got the stank you can't on. Get that stank off. <laughs> Sorry you about your grandfather, I, I, but I didn't kill your grandfather. Like you killed my you grandmother. I, I killed your grandmother. <laughs> no, my you know, that was lo- that was you know decades ago. <laughs> but it was more about um, it was more about uh, you know reputation. And so, do you, have you ever had anybody with all, like uh, Alzheimer's before? So now my my grandmother had dementia. Both both grandmothers had like not a full on but had dementia, which was bizarre. So Alzheimer's is a horrible, horrible, horrible disease. Yes, but it affected my grandfather. I don't know if this is about Alzheimer's. I've never really studied it. I just tell you what I remember. As a kid, um, my dad, my dad, uh, my dad would tell me that my grandfather was a really good piano player. So we would go to the home that he was in. And this is like you know, early to mid nineties, right? So different kind of situation, right? There's not a lot of technology, and they're just kind of like keeping everybody alive. 
So at the home that they were going, my grandfather couldn't dress himself. He couldn't eat by himself. You know, he forgot how to do all of those things. Alzheimer's took that away. He couldn't speak, right? He didn't have, he couldn't do that. Yep. But I guess that's all short-term memory stuff. You put him in front of a piano, he would just play up a storm and he like he would play piano like Mozart, right? And he would just go crazy on the piano and nothing about playing piano would ever leave him. That's crazy. It's nuts. Nuts. It's, it's just a very boom, weird disease. Start very, playing start playing piano. Very weird disease. Crazy. But anyway, reputation. It has nothing to do with pianos, but I always just thought that was interesting. It does. Yeah, it's 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 definitely we talk about it all the time, right? Like what you can control is your effort and attitude. And if people say oh, that person's attitude stinks or that person's effort is piss poor, th- that's not going to go very far for you in this industry because someone's going to know somebody who's going to call somebody who knows somebody and they're going to be like, yep, don't hire that person. Screwed. 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 So yeah, they, um, it's, uh, it's all, it's all, it's all, we're all a big woven interconnected thing. The, um, <clears throat> Speaking of industry and the evolution of our 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 fun, crazy, ever changing world, have you did you see the re- Disney report on like what they plan to do with content and like how the, the issue they're having with ESPN is they're losing subscribers. Sus- crazy. Subscribers. They announced they're going to spend thirty three billion dollars on content in fiscal twenty twenty two, just one year. 33 billion with a B. So it's it's insanity. I saw that. It was like a front office sports email. I saw it on. Yeah. If, if, if you're out there and you're not realizing that the world and the content world is, is changing. And like, we talk about opportunities. It doesn't have to be with the big four all the time. Like there is a massive media shift in what's it's coming. I mean, the, the, the NFL rights and Sunday tickets up for, Finally up with DirecTV next year. Someone like Apple or Amazon is going to have it, which is going to be game changer because no one, unless you had a satellite on your roof, which no one does anymore, you couldn't get DirecTV Sunday ticket. So now the world of our landscape will just continue to change. The revenues will continue to explode because it'll all be right here in your hand, right? Everything will be right to your hand at all times with your phone, your tablet, whatever. We were talking about this. Like no one and our kids are never going to have cable. No, of course not. I mean, we don't have cable. I do, but it's just because I'm too lazy to get rid of it. <laughs> like, gonna call somebody, they gotta come to your house, they gotta unhook it. I'm like, yeah, I'll just keep giving the money so you don't stay away from my house. Just don't come to my house. <laughs> I'll pay you the 150 bucks a month not to come to my house. YouTube TV, that's what we got. That's why I don't have Nesson. Right. So that's so that's the other thing is like eventually. The RSNs, I think we talked about this, the RSNs are going to come up with a direct-to-consumer play here. They have to. Well, yeah, it's, that ESPN's starting But the thing it, right? is, this is so screwy. Somebody's going to come up with this idea. Everybody's got their Peacock. Everybody's got their HBO Max. Everybody's got their Disney Plus. Everybody's got their Netflix, whatever that there is, right? And all these RSNs are going to come out on their own. And then all the Discovery's got their own direct-to-consumer. Someone's going to aggregate it, and it's going to be freaking cable all over again just on your computer. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You're right. You're absolutely right. Well, ESPN's doing it, right? Or the, Disney's doing it. They're going to have Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus as a package. Right, fine. 
But like then you got to go into and you got to go get HBO. Then you got to go. Get well, that's so that's so that's in to your you go, to your point. I think you'll see more and more consolidation of media companies. Yeah, there'll be more. But that's what happened thirty years ago with cable. Exactly, it's going to happen again. It's history repeating itself, just <laughs> a different medium. Well, if anyone was dumb enough to think that they weren't going to get their your money somehow, they're going to all of a sudden just stop getting your money. Like that was never going to happen, right? Like. They're yeah, just going to get your money in a different way. But the cable stuff is going to be interesting how it goes, right? Because right now, Nessing, uh, not Nessing, uh, ESPN gets $10 from every cable company Correct. Uh, for ESPN and ESPN2. And right, right now every, that's 70 per month, $10 per, per month. month. And then Ten, now it's $76 million, million, 76 and, million subscribers. And that used to be hundreds of millions. That used to be like $130 million, yeah. Right. So they were getting paid $10 a month, $120 a year, times all those people, for, you know, uh, Sandy, who's next to me, who li- who's my neighbor, who's 74 years old, I think, and has never turned on ESPN in her life. ESPN was getting $120 a year from Sandy, my neighbor. Yes. So they've got to figure out a way to not lose that revenue. And there's a whole bunch of Sandys out there, right? Who They don't ever turn on ESPN. So how are they going to generate that revenue? I don't know. It's not direct to consumer. No, because you're not going to get everyone to do it. Right. Or you're going to have to charge 20 bucks a month to get ESPN to direct to consumer. Yeah, but then you're going to do it while well, I need ESPN and I need Discovery. I need all this stuff. And then it's like, well, what I'm paying $140 a month for. Streaming services, no, and but th- flipping between streaming services suck. Oh, of course, you know, for sure. But the thing is, what you'll have a choice to do now that if you don't want Discovery and you just want sports, you pay the twenty bucks a month. Yeah, there's. I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Something's going to change. There's going to be some aggregation of this thing, and uh, you know, somebody like Amazon or somebody like Apple. Is well, they kind of do it now, right? Like Fubo or the Hulu, Hulu, which is Disney does. Like you can buy live stream, you can buy live TV with a lot less channels. That's just on there. Like you, you have YouTube. But they kind of aggregated it, right? Kind of, but it's not the streaming services. Just the. Oh, you mean getting Netflix? YouTube TV is literally just a cable provider, right? Like that's all that it is. Right. They have a certain amount of channels. You flip through it just like you do cable, and it's just cheaper and on the internet you're saying someone's going to aggregate like netflix and amazon prime uh along with you know the peacocks the paramounts and all those things together so they, they'd have to get bought right someone have to come in and buy it all I, I, something's got to happen because it's not like you're going to have 12 streaming services well that's the problem and then you're spending more than you would have went to cable right because netflix is, they do all this stuff well, that's that was the point. All everyone's because then the Wi-Fi is just as, you're going to pay just as much for Wi-Fi. Yeah, right. So I mean, we're going on a completely non-sports tangent. Where here. the hell did we go with that one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Off the rails because of ESPN and their ESPN Plus and their loss of subscribers. Right, right. But anyway, um, all right. So um, coming up December, let's talk about this a little bit. One. Um, I turn 40 on December 13th. I expect, oh, buddy. I expect many messages. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How could one send you a message? Uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Twitter. 
very active on uh, social media. <laughs> Not at all. Um, but anyway, and I also think, um, not I also think, uh, news about this podcast, big news about the podcast coming up. Oh, yeah. Yep. Big news. Big, gigantic. The biggest news ever. It's not even remotely close. Bigger than Blue Wire. I think it's bigger than Blue Wire, yeah. I think it's huh. bigger than Blue Wire. Probably. 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 Anyway, our horrible teases, but we'll get to that one. We'll tease it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, tease te- it. <laughs> we'll tease it. I don't know if we'll ever do it, but anyway. Um, yes, so uh, lots of stuff going on and uh, excited. I did get uh, a tweet today. Uh, Spotify came out. You see everyone's posting them, right? About like, yep, yep, yep. Their, uh, I don't have Spotify, to. so I don't get it. I have it. I don't listen to it. I am an Apple Music guy, so Me all too. my stuff is on Apple Music. Mine too. Um, it is a genius idea by Spotify, though. Great idea by Spotify. To come, uh, uh, have an email from this every year. Uh, it's fantastic. Anyway, um, we got uh, uh, a tweet saying like uh, that their most listened to podcast from Office Features. That was I saw that. Thank you to that listener. Yes, um, it was great. I believe her name was Shannon. I'm gonna get this right. Yep, Shannon Browning. She. Uh, Works for the so she is the social media coordinator for the St. Louis Blues. Oh, thanks, Shannon. So, Go Blues! Your your NHL uh, Gloria NHL brother. Yeah. So the Gloria, thank you, Shannon. Good good Gloria. Then Shannon's gonna love this update. And <laughs> yeah, no, everything is uh, everything's great. So. Uh, big December coming up, uh, whirlwind type things, but uh, life's great. Happy Hanukkah, everybody! It's it's it's, it's uh, we're in the midst. So, anyway, um, have a great night. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Later.